Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us. And together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, how do we know when we're distorting reality? And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words uh, about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust, and the Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear in this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The aspiration to distinguish the unreal from the real is ages old. There is an ancient prayer of deep spiritual significance. Lead us O Lord, from death to immortality, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real. As our theme today says, how do we distinguish between the real and the unreal? It's not easy, and it's um, a timeless um, aspiration, but a timeless challenge, as that um, prayer that you read um, indicates because that comes from the ancient Upanishads of ancient India. It's one of the oldest uh, known prayers uh, that we have. So that gives you an idea of how difficult this quest is for the real. Why is it so difficult? Well, I think the whole nature of the spiritual path, at least the introductory part of it, is about learning to discern the real from the unreal. The Bible, I think, speaks of separating the wheat from the chaff. And the the, uh, spiritual path talks about distinguishing the not-self from the true self. So there are all kinds of allusions to um, the the, uh, dichotomy between reality and unreality. 
I suppose the major factor is discrimination. We have to ask ourselves, what do I actually know? And what do I believe? We, I think, are a lot of the time on kind of an automatic pilot that's based on our assumptions, but they aren't at all necessarily accurate. No, because we tend to identify too closely to this material world and this material physical body that uh, we inhabit, and uh, that uh, is a great distorting element. It stands in the way of uh, really understanding the the real or what the real is, or ever reaching that uh, understanding. So uh, we have things kind of stacked against us right mm-hmm. now, but... Uh, gradually, over the centuries, uh, I think we little by little we work our way back and become more and more sensitive to the inner reality that uh, lies just behind the forms. That prayer um, that you read, Robert, um, from the Upanishads has another line that says, um, um, Unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light. And I think this may have been what motivated the um, Egyptian pharaoh Akhenaten. We mentioned him in a recent program that he was the first um, human being to develop the idea of monotheism, of one God. And he developed that idea as the source of life, the source in in essence of all that exists in the outer world, that dwells within but behind the sun, that's obscured by the sun. And I think that was an early recognition that the outer world of form, of appearances, is not the reality, as you are sort of mentioning or implying. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the earliest examples of where the beginning to make a distinction between the form and the spirit that works through the form, the spiritual aspect of the soul self. And uh, now it's come down today to uh, a study of the what is called here the self and the not-self. And there is the self and then there is everything else, which is the not-self. And that um, uh, is the great duality that uh, distinguishes this uh, this difference between the real and the unreal. It's interesting, um, even the word personality, which is another term for the not-self, is from the Greek persona, which as I understand it is the mask that the ancient Greek actors um, put on to play their parts in, in their plays. It's not only a mask that they hide behind, but it's also a mask that I think acted as a megaphone through which they could sound their dialogue. And that gives us a clue to the purpose of the personality, the form or the vehicle for the soul, that the soul, the quality or consciousness aspect has to express itself, has to sound its note through a form But the problem is we mistake the form, the outer vehicle, for the true essence of who we really are. And Paul, St. Paul in the Bible implied this when he said, Now we see through a glass darkly, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, 
but then I shall know even as also I am known. And I think he was expressing what, what a lot of us feel, that we don't really know who we are. And if we don't know who we are as souls, as spiritual beings, how can we think we know others as they truly are? And yet, all the time we form opinions about people and make judgments and even tell them who who they are. We do this all the time with friends, with family, with co-workers. We tell them little facts that we think are facts about themselves. We we diagnose them and we analyze them and it's all done with good humor and so much of it wounds because we feel when people say things like to, like that to us that they've missed who we truly are. It isn't that we're saints, but it's that they haven't taken the time to really get to know who we really are. Well, we don't know ourselves either. No, and that's uh, one of the um, great um, benefits of studying the Alice Bailey teachings because that's uh, put in a little plug here for AAD <laughs> but um, those teachings do help one understand more a little more easily what uh, the difference is between this self and the not self the personality and the soul and it gives a, a whole teachings on the the inner spiritual person and who you really are. Alice Bailey called the, um, she had a term for this um, um, mistaken image that we hold of the world and of reality. She called it glamour. Actually, she had three different terms, illusion, glamour, and maya. We've talked about this in other programs, illusion being those ideas that we hold that may be correct but are limited and we apply them too broadly beyond uh, the extent of their range. And that's when we uh, find ourselves entering into illusion. Many very intelligent people do that. Glamour has more to do with the emotional level of life. And so much of what we perceive about life is, is filtered through our, our emotions, our, our desires, our repulsions, our antipathies, our hopes, our dreams. Um, Foster Bailey had a good term for it. He said, we look out at the world through the front half of our own aura, which I love because he's saying that we look out at the world and other people through our own foggy uh, lens. So no wonder our view of others is distorted. Yeah, like the rose-colored glasses that we proverbial uh, saying goes mm-hmm. and you get a distorted uh, pink world which is <laughs> not really what the world looks like. I suppose one could say well at least it's a rosy view. The other part <laughs> of uh, the distortion is when we have a negative view. Negative in the sense of um, dark and kind of hopeless and fearful about life or the negativity with which we view other people so often and misinterpret their humanity and Alice Bailey gave us three indicators of how we can know when we're dwelling in unreality she said there are three central characteristics that when any of them pop up that's a sure sign that we're not thinking in truth and the first of these is self-pity the second criticism and the third suspicion She said these are three conditions, so to speak, that when we see them in daily life, they indicate that we are dwelling in glamour and that when one of them pops up, 
we should respond with a, a real distrust of our reactions and our interpretations at that moment. Self-pity, criticism, and suspicion. Those are kind of the three deadly sins almost because they are very devastating uh, to the to the not only to the self but to other selves, other people around you, and um, so we can we can go into those. Well, we will pick. All right. Uh, so uh, all right. What about self pity? Well, it's my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's get right into it then. <laughs> so many of us uh, recline, shall we say, bask in self pity. Um, it's it's like a, a default mechanism for uh, so many of us, and yet it isn't realistic because it implies a couple of things. One, it suggests that we're overestimating our own importance because it's sort of saying my burdens, my tests, my difficulties, my challenges are so difficult, much worse than anybody else's. And in fact, our difficulties, our burdens are probably just right for whatever our soul needs to take its next step. And we can always look around us if we care to and see other people shouldering enormous difficulties. It's all a matter of perspective and priorities. That's why I think these um, groups that people join when they are trying to deal with a particular personal challenge can be very helpful because they can see that others might be coping with the same problem plus still other difficulties and they can walk away from that saying, well, at least I don't have her problem in addition or whatever. Self-pity is very um, self-deluding. It's a powerful force, really, and uh, it tends to uh, exaggerate the condition and it isolates the person mm -hmm. within himself or herself. Poor me. <clears throat> and uh, it, so that it cuts oneself off from the from the immediate environment, and uh, I always kind of see self-pity as, as kind of, a, it's like, like the power of love or the power of compassion that's turned upside down and turned in upon the self, on the little self, and it's turned inward, and therefore it, it just exaggerates the selfishness of the person, and one is, tends to be smothered by one's own forces one's own energy so it's like love that's turned on oneself mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. wants all this love for themselves I remember though a wonderful interview some years ago on 60 Minutes with a man who had been coping with cancer that kept recurring and the interviewer asked him if he didn't feel he had really been given a hard road to hoe and he said no not at all he said I've had wonderful things happen to me in my life and I never once questioned why me? So now that I have this problem, why should I say, why me? Why not me? <laughs> for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, how do we know when we're distorting reality? We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. and includes information on glamour, Illusion, and Maya, some of the subjects that we're speaking about today. It's available for $19. The uh, special offer comes in the form of uh, free shipping and handling. 
So once again, if you, what you want to do, if you like to take advantage of this special offer, is um, send us a check or money order, nineteen dollars. Uh, mention that you want the book. Ponder on this, and send the check or money order, nineteen dollars, to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, one twenty Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero 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 five. Once again. That's a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, the title of the book is Ponder on This. Uh, I especially like that book because it's an overview of all of the 24 philosophy books, esoteric philosophy books by Alice Bailey, and it gives you a good idea as to the essence of each book, and it helps you as a, as a student, if you choose to become a student, uh, to make an order of priority of uh, those topics that you might want to delve into first. We have um, uh, a toll-free number, by the way, and um, if you'd like to call and uh, get in contact with us for any reason to order, order other Alice Bailey books or uh, a schedule a, or package of, a, of general information, contact us at one 695 That's one 866 Six nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis L U C I S. All of our inner sight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website also, so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And also, many of you have made donations to Lucis Trust, and uh, those tax-deductible donations, are that's what, that's what keeps us on the air and enables us to continue doing these radio shows, which so many have expressed uh, interest in, and we've gotten many positive remarks from the listening audience. So if you'd like to continue supporting our show, we certainly appreciate your support. Send your donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, uh, we know that some shows are being underwritten, sometimes by a corporation. If there's anyone out there who would like to underwrite this show, of course, we would mention your uh, your name every during every show, should you underwrite it. But if you would like the idea of underwriting Inner Sight, please give us a call at one 695 8247 and we will discuss it. I was thinking, uh, you know, both of you have been studying... Uh, in depth, the Alice Bailey books for many years, I think uh, 30 years and more, and uh, uh, I, I think this uh, topic that we're looking at today is so so interesting, the one about what is true reality. Is there any conclusion or anything anything that uh, Alice Bailey comes to as a bottom line as to what reality is? No, she'd only, she only points the way, I would say. I don't think um, she would claim to have uh, encountered reality with a capital R either, but if she did, she wouldn't tell another person about it. I think it's something that has to be self-discovered. It's it's really not 
something that can be uh, conveyed secondhand, do you think? No, but I think the the closest we can come to it, perhaps, is this aspect of the soul. That's the closest aspect of reality that we might first identify with. And the more you can identify with the soul, you, the more you realize that what what is made, what you, the kind of life you have in this physical world, is certainly is not not real at all. There's so much more behind it, behind this physical world. And I think people might wonder, well, how do I know when I've encountered the soul? Um, the soul is by nature inclusive. The soul is love. The soul is light. The soul is joy. If any of those conditions are missing from your consciousness at a particular moment, you can be pretty sure you're not perceiving as a soul. People who have had near-death experiences, <clears throat> so kind of encounter often, quite often, they will encounter this kind of pure love energy. They're, they're dissociated for a moment from their physical body and they enter into this pure world of love and they, they speak about it as being so overwhelming. And that's kind of approaching the real, let's say, the real state of love, the real quality of love that exists on the inner planes. I think that's why criticism is such a, a, a sure indicator of glamour, because criticism is, by its very essence, unloving. It's judging and finding fault and seeing the negative in the not-self of another person or of one's own self. We criticize ourselves, too, relentlessly, some of us. And it's destructive because it tries, without realizing it, to strengthen the negative. It gives force, empowerment to what is not the true self and might very well be some characteristic that a person is doing their very best to overcome. And by diagnosing it, pointing one's finger at it, you're just strengthening something that they might be trying very hard to put behind them. Mm. It's a characteristic of the mind <clears throat> gone wrong <laughs> to uh, characterize, you know, to criticize people. I think it's it's a product of the mind of, at work and awakening and the mind that is not yet qualified by that deep love of the soul. Mm -hmm. And so there is a tendency to look at the um, <clears throat> other person, perhaps, or other thing and, and criticize it. And, and it's very destructive. It's a very destructive force, this criticism. And as anyone who has ever been on the receiving end of a critical remark would, would know, it's, it's terribly destructive. And, uh, but what it also does to the person who is criticizing is it, it builds a kind of big thought form around the person, and uh, what you send out may come right back to you. So, I mean, it... it kind of boomerangs and the person doing the criticizing can also feel eventually the the uh, the same energy that goes out because it comes right back. And it strengthens barriers mm. between people yeah. because it's um, creating a wall of uh, opposition, of, of repulse. When we criticize we don't like something and we're, we're repelling it, we're trying to put distance between ourselves and the other person. But I think it's helpful to cultivate something that's the opposite of that. 
we don't want to exist in a state of complete denial and blindness, but think about the people you love the most and what you do when you see some characteristic expressing in them that is not their highest self. Don't you tend to not exactly deny it, but kind of lock it up in your heart as just momentary and not their true wonderful being? That's how we should respond to everybody when we witness something that's not their best expression. Just kind of enclose it in a place of loving silence and know that their their better angels will will triumph. That's how we would want others to think of us. Mm. Even um, unvoiced criticisms mm. are just as damaging because mm-hmm. even if you don't voice it, you're thinking it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you have to realize you're you're creating thought forms mm-hmm. all the time. All of our thoughts create thought forms, and they surround us. These thought forms, and <clears throat> the more of the negative, uh, critical critical remarks you make, the the more deeper uh, these and denser these forms become. They're like a cloud that surrounds you. And so that's how you look at the world, through the cloud of uh, negativity. The third characteristic that's an indicator of glamour is suspicion. And Alice Bailey said it's the most poisonous of all the weaknesses and often the most false. Even when it's well-founded, she said, it still poisons. Why is that? Well, I think with suspicion, we have a little bit of a few facts And then we use our creative imagination to kind of embroider and fill out the rest of it. We create or we fabricate a whole scenario that may not be based on truth at all. That's what suspicion does. Mm. Rounds out the picture. Right, and it's another uh, very quick reaction of the mind, of the lower mind, to to create all of this, this illusory ideas about a certain person or a thing. And that's why it it builds up and it kind of feeds on itself. I suppose the overcoming of these characteristics of self-pity, criticism, and suspicion is done by constantly endeavoring to rise above the outer personal aspects of people, ourselves, and others, and try to see them as the soul. Alice Bailey said, only the soul stands clear from illusion and only the soul sees things as they are. Mount, therefore, to the soul, she said. What does that mean? Well, the soul's natural state of being is love, compassion, joy, light. If those qualities predominate in our consciousness, then I think we can be assured we're dwelling in reality. Right, and that's certainly a good place to start, and identifying these, characteristics like criticism and suspicion uh, <clears throat> identifying them in your law of nature is the first step you mm-hmm. have to realize that they're there and then you have to make a definite effort to start to correct them and build a better more loving atmosphere around yourself and uh, let that love radiate from you and that will in time stamp out and wipe away all of this uh, tendency to criticize. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. 
and it includes information on glamour, illusion, and Meyer, and therefore you can further explore some of the um, subjects of today's discussion. The uh, discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling, so you need to send us $19 in the form of check or a money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Our toll-free number, by the way, if you need to get in contact uh, to, uh, with us for a package of general information or, or, other, um, or other information from uh, Lucis Trust, you can give us a call at one 866 695-8247 that's one 695 you've been listening to Inner Sight now we would like to close with a world prayer called the great invocation it's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts let's listen for a moment to these powerful words light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, may the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.